If you're a more energetically sensitive, creative, or entrepreneur who's ready to transform your sensitivities into your superpowers so that you can spend more time in the flow and less time in the internal struggle, then you've come to the right place. The Empathic Entrepreneur Podcast with me, Anna Long Stokes, is a business and marketing podcast where we uncover the roadblocks that most energetically sensitive entrepreneurs and creatives face on their journey to success and how to move past these blocks to live a more purpose-driven and energetically aligned life. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Empathic Entrepreneur Podcast. My name is Anna Long Stokes, and I am your host. I'm super excited to dive into today's topic because it's been really lit up for myself and some of my clients and because it's something that I don't feel like a lot of people talk about, but that I feel like is very important for empathic entrepreneurs or more energetically sensitive entrepreneurs. And that is pricing and how to price based on energy or energetics or to take energy into consideration when you're pricing. So that is what today's episode is going to be all about. I've got a couple of ideas about um, kind of what your options are, what some of the things to take into consideration are when you're looking at pricing based on energetics. And I've got a little fun call to action if you're interested. But before we dive into all of that, I want to take a quick moment to remind you that I just launched my seven-day empathic energy cleanse. You can find a link on my website at www.empathicenergymethod.com. You can also find me on Instagram at anna.longstokes, and I'll have a link to that in there. I just created a page on my website with a bunch of my free trainings. I have my empath type quiz, have the empathic super power training. So there's a lot of fun stuff on there, but I encourage you to check out that seven day cleanse. If you're feeling like you need a little bit of an energetic reset to get re-inspired in your creativity. Okay, let's get back to the topic today. How to price based on energy. Okay, first off, let's talk about how people typically price. We have more market-oriented pricing, which is kind of like um, you take into consideration what others are charging or what the market will allow. Some of this can be like supply and demand. Like we saw this a lot with COVID, like you thought that toilet paper is a commodity and it certainly is, but when there's a shortage of it, people will charge more for it. So it's like, what will the market bear? So there's that type of pricing where it's like, I feel like this happens a lot with, you know, you could look at like web designers or even like energy healers. Like if you just look around you, a lot of service-based businesses are kind of working with this market-oriented pricing. It's like, I'm a carpenter. My neighbor down the street's a carpenter. He charges 50 bucks an hour. So I'm going to charge 55 because I have another year of experience. This was kind of a lot of what I was looking at when I first launched my sugaring and skincare studio. Like what is everyone else charging? Um, can I charge more? Do I need to charge less? Like, what are the considerations based on 
multiple elements, like what's the skill level you're bringing to the table, what's your experience or the experience of your team. Maybe you're charging more because you're in a high rent area, high traffic area, but it's also super convenient to customers. You see this a lot with like gas stations and grocery stores that are in high traffic areas or maybe areas where there's less competition. They'll jack up the prices a little bit because ultimately people are paying a little bit of a premium for um, convenience. So that's one way. Something I see more with product-based businesses is more of a cost-oriented pricing model where, you know, like let's say you're making a pair of earrings, uh, you're a jeweler, you're taking into consideration the cost of the metals you're using, you're taking into consideration how much time it's taking and what you value your time per hour. Um, And then maybe you're also taking into consideration what are others charging that are doing that maybe not. Maybe you're in a league of your own. I think everyone can be in a league of their own if they would like. Uh, A lot of that just depends on like branding and mindset. So when I talk about (laughs) pricing, it's kind of a hard thing to talk about because uh, we live in a world, especially because of, you know, social media and the world being so small now with the world wide web (laughs) is that you can kind of like, you can kind of do whatever you want. It might not work. Like people might not buy it. They might not book a service with you. They might not buy your earrings, but I don't know. Like there's usually a market of people who are willing to pay crazy amounts for things that I don't necessarily understand why, but there's people out there who will pay that money for a baseball card or, you know, a Fendi bag or a pair of shoes. Like you just, you know, that's one of the things when you're building your business and you're thinking about who your ideal client is, you know, you're kind of looking at like what, what type of, what, what market of people, what demographic of people am I tapping into here? So we're not really talking about this in this call. I'm talking to your everyday person. Uh, you know, yes, you could be a luxury brand creator, or you could just be, um, you know, a carpenter or a web designer or a healer doesn't really matter. Um, But what I want to talk about today is a new consideration that is not any of these things. And that is a energy consideration. So um, there is a energetic cost to everything we do. I believe that that is for all humans, but I believe that people who identify as empathic and intuitive will be a lot more in touch on some level with things that um, are costing them in energy. One of the things we talk about in my Empathic Foundations course, the Empathic Energy Management class is like, um, you know, how to protect yourself from energies that maybe are kind of coming into your space that don't feel good. This isn't about like vampire energies necessarily, people who want to suck your energy. It's more just about like We are humans in bodies, but we have spirits, we have energy. Our energy fields will will combine with the energy fields of those around us. And there are times where that's going to feel great. And there are times where that's going to feel terrible. Um, So there is an energetic cost to all the things we do in life. But when you're an entrepreneur, you get to decide if you're going to charge extra for that cost. So I'm going to give you some examples because you still might be like, what the heck are you talking about? Um, Okay, so let me think of this for my business. Okay, sometimes um, I know how to communicate with dead people. I know how to heal dead people. I know how to um, 
do house clearings and move energies on that need to kind of get moved on to the next realm or need to not be so present in someone's space or life. Um, Or maybe there's just someone who's passed on who's really trying to get a message through. Okay, that's more of like a mediumship type reading. I don't market those on my websites, but occasionally I will get people who book sessions who they won't tell me beforehand, but that's kind of what they're coming in looking for. And usually the night before those calls, I will have a really restless, bad night's sleep where whatever energy they're trying to connect with will start trying to communicate with me beforehand. Imagine if you are like a dentist or a massage therapist and you have a day's worth of clients on a Friday. It's Thursday night, you go to bed and all your clients line up outside your house. And they don't just line up outside your house. They like line up outside your bedroom. And then they decide they're going to come in your bedroom. And then they decide they're going to start talking to you about all their body problems, aches and pains, or dental issues, whatever it is, before you go into work the next day. How does that make you feel? (laughs) Yeah, so that's what it's like to be a medium. Even really good mediums have to handle this type of energy. I know really, really good mediums who don't market or do mediumship readings because the energy they have to handle before they do the reading is just simply maybe not going to work with their life or not worth it. Or maybe they don't think they can charge enough to make it worth it. So that's one thing when you are, you know, kind of like a psychic healer, medium, whatever you want to call it. And you have the ability to connect with um, energies unseen. Even when you get really good skills, you're really highly trained, it can be a lot to handle. So um, a lot of people kind of burn out of that or they have to charge a lot um, to make it worth their time. So if I were to start offering mediumship readings, there would be a really hefty price tag with that. It's not because it's a lot of work when I'm on that one hour call. It's because I'm handling that godforsaken energy for 24 to 48 hours before the call happens. Um, Even if it's like great energy, even it's like my grandma, your grandma's so sweet. Grandma has passed on and she does not have great physical boundaries and she comes into my space and she wakes me up and she just does not have the same boundaries that people in bodies do. Not that everyone who has a body has good boundaries, obviously, (laughs) but take that times 10. And that's like a spirit who's passed on, not great energy boundaries. So that is something where there is a big energetic cost to that. So I might consider charging more. Another example is, um, like my, uh, the energy classes I teach, I had someone comment to me in my last energy management class, oh, wow, you know, you charge X dollars and you got this many people to sign up. Geez, that's a really good, you know, you're making 400 an hour. That's great. And I was like, if you only knew the energy I had to handle leading up to launching the class, the beings energy, the people who are in the class and their beings who are getting lit up by them taking this step, ancestral family energy of people who are getting lit up from them taking this step. I mean, it's crazy. It gets to be to the point where a lot of new teachers in this field, they just burn out. I have burned out a couple of times in the past trying to teach this because the energy you have to handle is like... um is really is really intense, whether it's exciting energy or um, not so exciting energy. 
I'm not going to like get too deep into that here, but it is something I have to take into consideration when I'm like mapping out my classes. If I don't get a certain number of signups, it's literally not going to be worth the energetic toll um, that it's going to take on me. So I have to take that into consideration when I'm doing my pricing. And let's see, what's another one? Um, certain clients, certain clients kind of suck the life out of you. I had a, a one of my friction of flow clients, one side of her business, uh, you know, she has multiple streams of revenue, but one of them is more client based. And a client came in and wanted, you know, was considering working with her and her team and the energy, um, she just did not, she was not super aligned with this woman's energy. And she, she simply didn't think almost any price would necessarily be worth it to work with this woman. And so it's not about the project. She could do this project for 50 other people and the energetic toll would be minimal. But for this particular person, she knows it's going to be a high energy cost. So she's not necessarily going to take on that client or she's going to think twice about it or she's going to think of a workaround. And we're going to talk about that in a minute. Um, so those are some examples. Another example, this is my last example, is um, maybe a little more tangible, less less energy, but also it was energetic to me was like leg sugaring. So sugaring is this type of all natural waxing. That was my company. Um, there's this weird thing in the waxing world where legs for some reason, if you go get your legs waxed, like you can go to get it done at like a nail bar and it's like super cheap. I don't know. Some of these nail bars, you can get like your full leg waxed for 50 bucks. Okay. Well, when you're sugaring legs, you have to use like sometimes a tub of product, which is like $23, let's say of organic sugar paste. So that's $23 right there just on the product. And then there's the time it takes for you or whoever your employee is to actually do the leg sugaring. Even if you get like a really good technique down, like it tends to be one of the longer services. It's a bigger surface area. Sometimes the leg hairs can be kind of finicky. Um, there's all types of things and it's hard on the body. It's hard on the body. It's most hard on the body. So when I started my sugaring studio, I was really like, what do I do? Because the market, if you look at the market, the market says you can't charge more than maybe for sugaring $85 for a full leg. But my experience of it is when I run it through my pricing model and just feeling out the energy of it is I'm not going to charge less than, I think we were at like $130 for a full leg, which was a lot more expensive than our competitors. But it was one of those things where I was like, I don't care. Like it is a energetic toll on everyone who gets one. It's an energy toll to be in the room with a client for that long. Like maybe they're usually, if they're doing legs, they're doing a Brazilian and eyebrows too. So maybe you're in the room with them for two hours. There is an energy toll to that. So we just charge more for it. And certainly people, you know, either they aligned to it and they were fine with it and it felt good for both parties, or they just went to somewhere that was cheaper because that's what fit their budget. And I was totally fine with that. I was like, yes, go somewhere cheaper. I don't care. We're going to fill our books with things that feel more aligned to us. So that's some examples of like weird things you might not think about when you're thinking about pricing, but that we should consider as empaths when we're pricing. What is the energy cost? Okay. So now that we've talked about the cost, 
I think we should just talk about a couple of the options. What are your options if there is something that you feel has a high energetic cost? What are your options? Okay, your first option is uh, just like stop doing it. Like stop doing things where the energetic toll is high. Like maybe, you know, if you're a sugaring studio and the energetic toll of legs is high, quit doing it. Or if you're a web designer and you really love one element of your business and you hate another, quit doing that. That's always an option. A second option uh, is you could charge a lot more for those things and just see what the market will bear. Like that's what I realized with the leg sugaring thing is like, I was like, I don't care. Like if no one books them, I don't care. But if they do book them, I'm going to get paid enough that it's worth it to me. So shift your pricing and see what the market will bear. And then maybe that feels aligned to you. Next thing, third consideration is, is there an energetic boundary or an energy skill that you need to learn that will help you, you know, have less of an energetic toll or an energetic cost when you sell this thing or you perform this, this certain service? Is there a way to um, have less of an energy toll? Like I know, you know, a lot of people who come through my classes, and this is great because this is also my background is therapists. You know, I was a social worker and a therapist for a while before I fell into this work and it was, it's high burnout, but there are also energetic tools that therapists can learn that add longevity, energetic longevity to their career. Just like maybe like gymnasts learn certain body techniques or waxers learn certain body positioning. So it's less of a toll on their body. You can learn energy tools. I teach these plug for my classes. I teach these, um, that are going to help you have energetic longevity. Okay. So that's number three. Number four is, can you maybe just like outsource this element? Whether it's like getting someone to produce the one part of, let's say you're a jeweler and you make all these bracelets, maybe there's one part of making the bracelet that you just hate. Can you outsource that element so that, and then just do the, do the price markup to pay for the outsource? Um, do you run a firm and, you know, you, you want to be in sales, but you want somebody else to be in marketing because you hate marketing. Like, what can you outsource so that you don't have to like overhaul your whole business model, but that is going to make the energy cost a lot less for you? And then you can make up for whoever you need to onboard in your pricing. You can figure that out. But is there is there outsourcing that could be done or hiring that could be done? Um, so so I don't know. I don't know if you find this useful. I find it interesting. I find that when I um, work with people around this in my friction to flow, that sometimes there are solutions, out-of-the-box solutions that are just like kind of right outside our awareness. And that if nobody's talking to you about the energy toll and, you know, this energetic element of pricing the cost of your energy, then, then you're probably not going to like consider it in your pricing. And then, and then that just like ends up backfiring because you end up burning out or uh, underpricing or maybe stopping doing something when all you needed to learn was one small shift or one small outsource. And it kind of shifted everything for you. 
So with that being said, I'm wrapping up the podcast, but through the month of April, end of April, this podcast is coming out end of April, and through the month of May, I'm doing these really, really fun, intuitive pricing calls. So if you have any type of business, it doesn't matter what type of business, we hop on Zoom for 30 minutes and you fill out a little questionnaire beforehand so I can get a better feel for your business. And we intuitively work through pricing strategies. Whatever we can get through in 30 minutes, bring it to the table. So I'm going to have a link for that below. You can also check it out on my website. I will have it up through May. And yeah, I would love to meet you. If you've been listening to the podcast and you want to get on a Zoom call with me and see what all this crazy stuff is about, and you're curious and you're looking to come in, it's something that's at a little bit of a lower price point because this is an introductory call, just like a fun little one-off, then this one is for you. Okay, my friends, that is all for this week. I hope you enjoyed the podcast and I look forward to touching base with you in May. Thanks so much. Keep creating. Thanks for listening to the Empathic Entrepreneur Podcast with me, Anna Longstokes. For more information on these and many other topics or to contact me for a consultation, please visit www.empathicpreneur.com. That's empathicpreneur.com. Or check out the show notes for direct links. And hey, if you like this podcast, please remember to take a minute to leave a review and to share with a friend. Until next time, keep creating.